Welcome to the first episode of Regulation Tomorrow Plus, the spin-off podcast from the Regulation Tomorrow podcast. Regulation Tomorrow Plus is shorter, sharper, more reactive, and will generally deal with a single issue per show. In today's kickoff show, we'll be looking at the NRF Conduct Health Check. And to guide us through this, I'm joined by John Coley, who heads up our risk consulting practice in EMEA, and also Ian Hawthorne, a senior compliance manager in the same team. So, John, perhaps we can start with you. Can you provide us with a bit of a background on the product and who it was aimed at? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Arab. So, um, the last 12 months have been extremely difficult for businesses of all shapes and sizes due to the pandemic and for financial institutions across the globe. It's also been particularly challenging for them. They've had to change their operating models and ways of working rapidly and over an extended period whilst maintaining the delivery of fair customer outcomes. They've had to handle increasingly complex customer circumstances. So not just financial difficulty, but vulnerability, mental health challenges, often in combination. And they've also had to grapple with various regulatory guidance that's been published over the course of the last year. Now, as the pandemic has progressed, businesses may be thinking about how they've responded across each of these areas. And for those that deal with retail customers in particular, they might be thinking about the impacts of their actions on customers both day to day and also how these impacts have built up over time. So, for example, are they dealing with customers in a manner that's consistently fair? And also, are there any issues that could be building up over time that could then lead to poor outcomes and also harm that might need to be redressed and remediated in the future? So across this backdrop, we developed the Conduct Health Check to explore these areas in further detail, to look at how financial institutions responded to them, including areas that they may have addressed more or less well, and also how businesses are now plan planning for the next phase of the pandemic. I see. Thank, thanks for that, John. And so you, you, you mentioned FIs. Um, which, which types of business uh, was this particularly relevant to? Yeah, so the, the health check itself is particularly relevant to financial institutions with retail customers. We receive responses from businesses across the globe and across a range of sectors. So this included banking, insurance, asset and wealth management and consumer lending. But the findings and suggested actions we've set out, which we'll publish shortly in our report, are broadly relevant to all types of retail financial institutions. Great. Thanks for that, John. Now, uh, turning to you, Ian, um, what would you say were the overall findings uh, that came out of the questionnaire? Thanks, Arab. So the results from the Health Check questionnaire highlighted that in the main, um, businesses tended to form a dead dedicated COVID-19 response team, which had clearly defined and agreed roles and responsibilities and comprised a wide range of business stakeholders, given the broad ranging impact of, of COVID-19. This response team was typically led by C-suite management, so the CEO and the COO in most cases, or where institutions had co-leads in place, a combination of both first and second line management. Businesses tended to document a COVID-19 response plan in writing, and 94% of respondents enacted these in the first half of 2020, with 50% of respondents enacting these in March alone. The most important triggers for enacting the COVID-19 response plan tended to be the safety of the working environment for staff and government advice. 
Now, interestingly, there were three clear challenges that the pandemic had, had brought about that respondents told us. So the first of these was managing the increased volume of customer contact during the initial and subsequent waves of the pandemic. And some businesses had told us that they had a tenfold increase in customer contact. So with customers getting in touch, for example, to discuss their circumstances and options with regards to loan and mortgage products, or to make claims against insurance policies, for example. Um, businesses reported that actions to manage uh, this particular challenge included transferring resource from other functions to support and introducing measures such as callback facilities and strengthening other communication channels like web chat for more straightforward engagement. Secondly, the variety and complexity of the impact of the pandemic um, and, and, and that that it had on retail customers. So things like financial difficulty, physical and mental well-being, and increased vulnerability often experienced in combination. And whilst there's been lots of regulatory guidance setting out expectations, ensuring that staff understand what this means for them and how it translates into the delivery of fair and appropriate outcomes is particularly important. And thirdly, there was a sense that the pandemic had gone on for longer than most organisations thought it would do at the outset. Um, and the challenges brought about by the various waves of the pandemic have prevented many businesses from having the capacity to review and learn the lessons from COVID-19 to date. And almost 60% of respondents had said that they hadn't yet had the ability to consider undertaking a lessons learned review. Mm, that's that's you know, that's interesting uh, uh, that you say that. I mean, you mentioned those three challenges, Ian, um, and this is a bit of a cheeky question from, from my perspective, but, um, you know, having had a look at the findings, what, what would you say are some of the key actions that you think um, firms and, and businesses should be thinking about in response uh, to those challenges that you've articulated? Yeah, so there's there's three kind of key areas we're suggesting that businesses consider as next steps. So firstly, the importance of conducting customer outcomes testing in order to assess the fairness, appropriateness and consistency of the outcomes across the customer journey and understand the extent to which there may be pockets of potential detriment building up that need to be remediated and addressed. Secondly, conducting lessons learned reviews across an organization's COVID-19 response. And this can cover a whole range of different areas, but a couple just to call out could include governance. So how has the pandemic response been planned, agreed, undertaken and overseen? Management information and reporting. How sufficient and dynamic has this been to enable sound decision making in a timely manner? And thirdly, things like customer factors. So how have impacts across customer groups and products been assessed and how have these evolved over time? And finally, continuing to scenario plan to inform the organization's ongoing response to the pandemic with consideration given to factors such as in the shorter term, what action should be taken when various regulatory guidance comes to an end or indeed is extended beyond the current anticipated end dates. And in the medium to longer term, planning for what we hope in due course will be a return to more pre-COVID ways of working. Thanks so much, Ian, and thank you, John, as well. Uh, lots of really useful insights and points for businesses to consider there in relation uh, to their ongoing pandemic response. Uh, do look out for the publication of the Conduct Health Check report uh, in early March, which will outline uh, the findings in more detail. And please do get in touch with John, Ian, or your regular Norton Rose Fulbright contacts. Uh, should you wish to discuss this further.